back something small Take what you need and we disappear Without a trace we'll be gone Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. And that opening music can only mean one thing. The CEO of Chateau Relaxo is with us once again. This time, she's talking about her 2019 travel year in review. Thanks for listening. Hello. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. We once again have the CEO of Chateau Relaxo with us. We are recording this on Christmas Eve at the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, and there is a great chance that you will probably hear some dogs in the background. Many people have asked for a return visit from the CEO. We have managed to pull her out of the kitchen from her Christmas cooking duties. And we're going to review the 2019 travel year in review for her. So how are you doing? Doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. All right. How many nights do you think you spent in hotels in 2019? Up until April, two nights a month, two nights a week. I don't know. I think I came up with a figure about 35 nights this year. Um, a little January, bit January, February, March, April. That's four. Two times four is eight. Eight times four is 32. Oh, then we had a couple of years. So probably closer to 40 or maybe even no, 45. I would say probably 50. 50. So you're getting there. You're uh, probably an emerging road warrior. You're, I was going to say a baby warrior. <laughs> you're, you're past the... Well, my suitcase did blow up yesterday. That's true. This is what you get for buying an $80 Samsonite suitcase. It was is, good for 10 years. It was good. So eight bucks a year, not bad. We've got to look at getting you a new bag of some sort. You did blow a tire at the Nashville airport, but we'll get to that in a bit. But what was the best destination this year? I would probably have to say Niagara Falls. So that was our big our big trip that we talked about earlier. But that In was July. I would say that was that was one of mine. I did a business or a personal twenty nineteen travel review, and that was probably the best destination for the year. What was the best travel accessory that you purchased this year? Oh, my pillowcase. <laughs> yes, mypillowcase.com. So if you are somebody that travels with a pillowcase or a pillow, they now actually make a carry bag for your pillow so you don't look like a total rube as you're going through the airport hugging your pillow. That was I would agree. That's that's been a pretty handy. It does not look like a Vera Bradley bag. <laughs> It comes in one color, black. No, I think it comes in a d couple different colors, and I think it was only about thirty bucks. I would agree, though. That was a pretty good. That was a pretty good travel purchase. I don't know where you found that at, but that was that was well done. I put that down as as well that that would be your best travel gift. What was your best meal at? I can't think of any. You, I for me, it was the uh, downtown Atlanta at the Sundial. Yeah, that was very good. Yes, that was, that was for my birthday. That was a good meal. It's 69 stories above downtown Atlanta. And the best hotel room I've ever stayed in. That is, I would, I would get, that was the best hotel room I've ever stayed at. And I've stayed at some good rooms. Worst travel experience. 
Uh, I can't think of any off the top. We haven't we haven't gotten delayed. No. We haven't on any road trips. We haven't other than typical. We were delayed coming out of Atlanta at Thanksgiving time. Yeah, and that's just due to Thanksgiving and volume and being Atlanta. Right. Even with, um, I think it was because of weather here in Florida. I think it was coming back in. I think I don't think we had any delays in any road trips that mm-hmm. we did up and down the coast. A bad travel experience is coming back and forth across the border when they started searching the cars. That's true. With the yes. dog. <laughs> yes. So here's a, here's a note: if you're ever crossing the border into Canada or back out, plan an extra twenty to forty minutes. The guards at the the border do not like to make jokes at and all. And they do not like to s- you when you smuggle stuff in. Yes, we somebody maybe free strick happened to take a bunch of bottles of booze across the uh, international lines and did not claim them. But that's not me. That's uh, free strick that did that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Best travel experience. Best travel experience. I would have to say back to Atlanta. For my birthday, when you told the woman it was my birthday, and she upgraded us to the presidential suite. And that was a good, that's the best room of I've ever had. I think we, there was four doors or three, at least three doors into it. Even the. Uh, I think it was five rooms in total. But even the bellhop didn't even know what door to go to. So Correct. he, I don't think he'd ever been on that From floor. the hallway, right. <laughs> two bathrooms, a lounge, an office, two refrigerators. A dining room. A dining room. And there we were stuck in Atlanta with nobody to call to come hang out with, <laughs> with us. <laughs> oh, man. Best meal we talked about. Best new food or drink discovery. I would potentially have to say it's all the whiskey that we've tra- traveled mm-hmm. and tasted. There's quite a few flavors. The simple syrup from Wayne Gretzky that you mix with the whiskey and it tastes like Christmas in your mouth. And that's what we'll be having this evening with our, what are we having for dinner? Baked ziti. Baked ziti. We're going Italian Christmas. Meatballs and sausage. So it'll be the fricolis. Yep. (laughs) I put down Luxardo cherries for you because you had never had Luxardo cherries. And we've talked about that. That's a game changer. Everybody I've talked to and turned them onto Luxardo cherries have... And then the the waitress uh, introduced us to the syrup on waffles. That's true. If you have Luxardo cherries, if you are a cherry aficionado, the Luxardo cherries, if you uh, reduce it down and add a little bit of water, makes a great syrup for waffles and pancakes. They're expensive. It's about eighteen bucks for a bottle of cherries, but they're they're actually pretty. But you good. can get them on Amazon. That's true. You I think have they were shipped. sixteen. You can probably have them as a subscription where they come. Depending on your level of alcoholism, they could come every week, I think I every have month, a month. <laughs> monthly. They show up. Best weekend getaway place. What was yours? Mine was Disney Springs. Oh yeah, that's a good one, right there at the Hilton. That's an that's an easy one. It's I don't know thirty minutes from the house. Mm-hmm. We've become a big fan of Disney Springs, even though we have passes for Disney. We end up going to Disney Springs a lot, and they've really upped their game. With all the, uh, they added on the new stores, numerous new restaurants. The uh, what was it? The Hangar Bar mm-hmm. that's almost basically taken off the set of an Indiana Jones movie, which was really that's a neat place. If you ever get over that's there, that's where I had the first old fashioned. Was there? Mm-hmm. No, the first one you had I thought was at the Sundial. 
No, no, I tasted the Luxardo cherry. Oh, that's right. At the Sundown. So there you go. A Florida discovery. But Disney Springs has added a whole new section with uh, designer stores and designer restaurants. And there's a lot of chefs that have opened their own restaurants. I think there's a Wolfgang Puck. Morimoto. Yeah, there's a Morimoto for Asian. And of course, our favorite place, Splitsville Bowling Alley, which we go to every time and we've yet to bowl. You can buy a bowling pin full of... uh, uh, smoothies with a, with a floater of whatever whiskey or <laughs> alcohol spirits you want on top for the low, low price of. I think it was like $17, $18. That's probably the one place that we violate my three-bar rule because we usually end up hitting at least four places and have a, a beverage and some, some food. And Splitsville's not bad. I think it's $22 a game. I don't know. Um, we've never made it to. We the, haven't made it, but yeah. we've the the food there is pretty reasonable. It's not bad, and it's anything you want, American. It's affordable for a family. If you plan to bowl, make reservations. Yes, and they still have Planet Hollywood there. They still have what was it T Rex? They still mm-hmm. have a what was it Gear Deli? They still have that. And my, all the Disney stores. All the Disney stores. My rule is at Disney, if you plan to eat there, don't eat where there's a bunch of strollers out front because that means it's full of kids. Well, that would be your T-Rex or your Rain Tree Right. Forest. Those are the two. Those seem to be the two biggies. In Splitsville, but the bar outside and they serve Woodford Reserve and, and Luxardo Cherries. cherries. <laughs> yeah, we had a rock star for a barmaid the last time they were there. She was making drinks with both hands and just. Basically tearing it up. She did a good job. She looked like it was Meghan Markle. Mm -hmm. I think she reminded everybody of Meghan Markle. So we just had a recent trip. It was my last flight of the year. I think I ended up with 60 plus flights. We did make, I did make companions. So you get to fly free again for for 2020. That has to be the best travel deal around Mm -hmm. is the uh, Southwest Companion Pass. This last week we did Nashville. We did Nashville. April of 2018? Yes. Spring break. Mm -hmm. So we were going to try to be really festive and head up to, what was it, Pigeon Forge and Dollywood, and then discovered that it was just- Gatlinburg. Gatlinburg. We were going to do the whole Gatlinburg thing. Flying in with Southwest, the closest we could get there was Nashville. So then we decided we would do Allegiant, which was what? It was was $69 to start. (laughs) And then you had to pay for your luggage and then you had to pay for your seat and then you had to pay. So at the end of the $69 a ticket, it was $4,000. No, it was $529. (laughs) And then we couldn't get back in time either. Right. That was, we were, we were going out on a probably Thursday and coming back on a Tuesday, which would be today. Which is Christmas Eve, and nobody wants to be in the airport on Christmas Eve in case anything goes wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's my goal is to one day fly Allegiant just to say I I took a a flight on Allegiant. But the problem is they they don't fly every route every single day. But they fly out of Sanford pretty regularly. Yeah, but the problem is just getting back. I mean, I've, I've talked to guys that have gotten really cheap flights. And, but the problem is it's just it's not designed for the, the business traveler to do it. So in turn, we decided, well, hey, let's just do the Nashville thing Correct. again. Again, you booked all the tours or the tour. We only did one tour. Right. We should have booked a second tour, but we decided to go house shopping. So um, the first tour, which was Saturday, it was a full day tour. And we started out doing three whiskey 
Distilleries? Distilleries. There was, uh, what, 16 of us on the, the bus? It was it was us. It was two other couples. And the other 10 people was... Celebrating somebody's 30th birthday. I was, I would, I think I named him Chad. He looked like a Chad. He, looked he like was a, road hard and hung out wet to drive. They were on their second day. They had spent, I guess, Friday night in downtown Nashville. And everybody had on sunglasses at 10.30 in the morning. And by the time, I think our first... Our first stop was at Pennington's Distillery. Correct. And I think by the end of the tour and the I samples. I think they opened at 1130 or 12. I think it was something like that. But those guys were the re in, in uh, being reinfused by alcohol did not help. And no. they were hammered by the time we left there because there was when we got off the bus, the uh, bus driver said, this is run by two little old ladies and they will give you samples to death. And Chad and his crew took them up on it. But when Chad and his crew got their lunch, which was Panera bread, they inhaled their food. <laughs> they, they, needed, they needed some bread to absorb the, the alcohol. But it was really nice. It was box lunches. It was $15 and it came with a nice, nice, nice sandwich, um, a bag of chips and a chocolate chip cookie. And on the tour, what was the name of the tour? Barrels of Fun. Barrels of Fun, Nashville. And on the tour bus, they had bottles of water and they had some type of um, all kinds of snacks, a triangular chip that was made from popcorns and it had like different <laughs> flavors. But that's that was good for when you were drinking alcohol for Chad and his guys. Well, yes. apparently they've probably been doing it long enough to know that that's probably a good absorption for uh, right. for booze. So Pendleton was the Pennington's was the first place we stopped at, and it was a family run. Distillery. Uh, distillery. And the, they were. The story behind it was it was a hum, husband and wife distillery. They, uh, Tennessee just started making whiskey, what, five years ago? Legalizing it in like in the last 10. It was the, the story goes that due to prohibition, Jack Daniels and George Dickel had been making. They were the only two approved right. Tennessee whiskey distillers. They had been making booze in the 1800s for medicinal purposes. So then when prohibition hit and then once it was over, they were the only two that were basically grandfathered back in. And everybody else had to apply. And so any, if any, I think it was five years because they were saying that anybody that five years because that claims Pennington said that their whiskey age is four years. And so they're starting to turn over their barrels now, but they learned how to make vodka and, and vodka only makes <laughs> takes four days to make, and which is quite scary. That's, <laughs> that was, that's borderline. But you're right, because he was saying that if anybody tells you that you have Tennessee whiskey that's not from Jack or George, as he called, that's 10 years old, they're, they're lying to you. Correct. So they did make vodka. They made Pickers vodka. And they made a corn vodka and a wheat, wheat vodka. vodka. So for all you people that are... Uh, that, uh, and I had the wheat vodka, and I can tell you it's it's on the line of a Belvedere. It was very smooth, and I drank it straight. And the uh, the story behind the bottle of Pickers Vodka was, there, since they're in Music City, they have a fretboard down the side of the bottle embossed, and the label is a shaped like a Ryman Auditorium ticket. And in the middle is the guitar chip. Yeah, the pick. The, the pick. Pick, which is, which is kind of cool. So we had plenty of samples there. And we left. We didn't buy a lot of bottles on this trip. We, um, no, we, we did not. We bought nip bottles to bring home. We, yeah. Um, in there, we bought 
sample size is what is it? Um, shots, shot size. We learned our lesson from Canada and trying to get it back (laughs) in the suitcase. And it's a good thing because my suitcase blew apart. So, you know, God forbid we have a couple bottles of whiskey in there. This trip we did, everything we bought was small bottles, but it was a good tour. That was a good tour. They had, um, they're a small production facility. They had shut down for Christmas. So there wasn't a lot of activity, which was probably the only bad thing. So from there, we went to Nelson's Green Bar. Green Bar, which uh, Nelson has a very good history. What is he? Is he Irish? I think he came over from England. England. He sold everything that he owned and had it converted into gold bars. And because he was worried that people would steal it, he had a custom-made suit that had the gold bars basically sewn into the suit and, and as the, at the time in the 1800s the only way over here was on a boat and guess what the boat took on water mm-hmm. and started to go under and uh, mr nelson's life vest sank basically took him down to the bottom of the ocean or at least the story goes so the family never saw the money the family came to the united states and, and they the- started doing various little things uh, the most um the son the son ended up because he had they had dabbled in spirits over in England correct started making booze and it kind of let let from there but they started with coffee yeah well there was coffee because Maxwell from Maxwell House was on that same boat no, and didn't they or was they, he already they here they sold the coffee to the hotel which is called Maxwell House okay so they sold the coffee beans to Maxwell House hotel. And then Nelson's son bought him out right. of the booze side of it. And then it went dormant for a lot of years, probably at, all through Prohibition. And then the great, great grandsons, the Nelson boys in like 2008, right. ended up traveling doing a road trip through Tennessee and saw a one Both of those. graduated from college and they decided to bring the, the business back around. Yeah. They basically saw, saw one of those metal signs on the side of the road, a historic sign, and saw their great-grandfather's name and did a little investigation and turned out that they were able to kind of resurrect it. So, There's a lot of history with the, the Bell Maid. Bell Mead. Yeah. The, the Bell Mead they brand. Have, they have a bunch of different names and they all, if you do a. Bell Mead and then. Something Lady Louisa. Yeah, Lady Louisa. And Lady then, Louisa would sell her pornographic calendars <laughs> that were four months long. So she would sell the calendar. And every four months, she'd come back and buy the calendar and you'd get a free bottle of whiskey. She was marketing that as best in the early 1900s. In and 1900s and porn- pornographic, pornographic in the 1900s was uh, you saw her collarbones for the most no, part. No, I think you saw some cleavage because they had a couple, a couple of samples of the calendar hanging in the distillery. Along with the bottles, and his bottles were very clean, and his his label on his bottle still resembles the same. The Bell Mead, yeah, the Bell Mead is the same, and I get he was the and first there was one. Something to, funny on the label; it's made with all natural. Well, something. he was the first one to label anything. Yeah, but didn't it say there is no like fake this? There's no fake yeah. He that. did. He did was the first one to actually write on the label, but at the time those. Basically, uh, snake oil salesmen would go town to town, right. and when they made the whiskey, they had the the head, which was kind of the the nasty stuff, then the heart, which was the good stuff, and then the tail in a whiskey barrel. In a whiskey barrel, and so these hucksters would keep the heart and would kind of take and sell the head of it, the the nasty stuff, which was more of the methane, which would make you go blind. 
they had in the tail and they would mix it together. And that's what they would sell the people as they went town to town. And that's what they considered moonshine, which would make you go blind. Mm. And so he was the first one to actually put a label on the bottle to to proclaim that, hey, this is legit. So it was pretty pretty cool. That was more of a history tour. They're a bigger production facility. And, of course, we had a pretty good sampling of about four or five. There was one that they kind of resembled a cognac. but Yeah, they had a cognac. And our tour guide, Daniel, was pretty good. He mm-hmm. was uh, one of the better ones. We drank whiskey out of a Glencairn glass, and he taught everybody how to basically sniff whiskey, how to run it through your mouth to kind of prep your palate. And it was, it was good. I mean, if you didn't know a lot about whiskey, that was a good tour to go on. Right. And then from there, we left and headed over to the Nashville Craft Distillery, right, which was relatively new. Year and a half old. This distillery is created by a retired scientist, and so that you've got a lot of the chemistry background. The tour, yeah, the tour was very of heavy on chemistry, creating the mash and how long you keep the mash and how long it sits in the still and what temperature it comes out and when it comes out, and you know the history behind. Another thing to say on a side note is being that a lot of these distilleries. They've only been doing this for five years. A, a, a number of the distilleries also, they bottle other people's products. That was the big thing. All three of or two of them, Pennington's and Nashville Craft, yeah, they said they bottle for other people and people. And Nashville Craft had a six-bottle bottling machine. Yeah, they had a, it was all hand bottled. So they showed us, and I think it was clear, so it must have been like a vodka or something. Vodka or a gin, because they can turn vodka yeah, and gin. gin and gin pretty quick. And they had a pretty good, they had a pretty good sample. They didn't have any straight up bourbon because they've or whiskey because they've only been in production for so half. long. So everything we had was kind of a gin or a vodka. They had absence, which was pretty cool. I don't think you'd ever. No, I've had, never had absence yeah. before. So that's got a little bit more of a you said Anazette, or I call it a black licorice taste to it. To me, it was Anazette. The one thing I thought was interesting was when we first got there, the guy came up and gave us a sample, and he called it a lemon drop. Yeah, basically their version of a lemon drop. But he used some different type of, almost like a simple syrup, he called it. But it it wasn't anything I've ever had, and it was truly, truly bitter. Yeah, it was good. But to me, it was one of those that you could have four or five of those and not realize that it was that heavy on the booze. And then next thing you know, you're uh, you're uh, heading for for a place to take a nap and put your head down. Pennington's they had when we had what was it the total eclipse mm-hmm. a year or eighteen months ago. So they were telling us that uh, whiskey production relies heavily on the atmospheric pressure and all that. So they bottled three barrels during that eclipse and they've got them in their, um, in, in their, their hangar, in their hangar basically. And they've got them painted black. So they know that those are the three. So they're going to open those up. It, I think they were going to do 10 years, 15 years and 20 years. I uh, thought it was seven. Was it? I can't remember. They, they had a timeline for doing it. Maybe that was it. And then the Pennington's had a baby. And so he ran a barrel of each. They have four between the bourbon and the, and the vodka and there was something else, but he ran four barrels to be opened up by his son on his 21st birthday, which is pretty cool. So after the three distillery tours, we headed up to Harrington Vineyards, right, which is about 30 miles outside of Nashville. We were the only two left on the bus. Chad and his group, we dropped them off at their bed and breakfast and 
hopefully they'll get their deposit back. But by the, the looks of the eight or nine of them, I'm not sure about that. The other two couples we dropped off back at the hotel. So we headed up for about a 30-mile drive to the vineyards. Franklin, to Franklin. It was up in Franklin. And it's owned by or partnered with um, Kix Brooks from Brooks and Dunn. Right. And the, the samplings there were not included in the tour. We paid for transportation up there. But it was a neat – if it had been in the spring or the fall, it probably would have been a little bit better. It was – by this time of the day, it was a little bit chilly. It was in the 40s. Yeah, I think we it was getting dusk when we were up there. And so in Nashville, I guess it gets dusk about 5 o'clock, 4.30, 5 o'clock. It is a very, very interesting venue. There was a setting for want, um, weddings. There was the restaurant where you could sit by the fireplace. There was fire pits. It was really neat driving around. You could get food and sit there and eat and enjoy a bottle of wine. There was another building that we didn't go to. They were having a private event down the, wherever wherever that was. But when the people were coming out as we were walking towards the walking bus. Walking towards the, back towards and, the bus. And, you know, everybody was just, like Steve said, it was probably 45, 50 degrees. And so it was more conducive to stay in the log cabin looking building <laughs> and sit by the fireplace and enjoy your glass of wine. And it looked like they had like cheese and crackers and yeah, you know, you could what do, do you all call that? that? A cheddary board? <laughs> I call it the Chachacuri board. Chachacuri, right. <laughs> but it had been a long day by that. We had started out at about 1030 in the morning. It was like five o'clock. And we had landed late the night before. And we had landed. We'd gotten into Nashville late the night before. And so that comment uh, that into the tour, which I think was good. I think it was a good value. It was what eighty bucks, ninety bucks a ticket, which included the samplings of all three places except then, for the vineyard. Yeah, and then we, the wine place was like fifteen dollars for wine sampling. Samplings. And we left with a bottle of cab. I think we left with a bottle of cab. So that kind of ended that tour. The one thing I did learn because we're not huge professional football people. Is that apparently, or not apparently, but there was a game between the Saints and the Titans on Sunday. And we did not realize that. And our hotel was packed. So I guess we got lucky because I didn't make that reservation until about three weeks ago. Right. It was filled. So breakfast on Sunday, Sunday. morning that we couldn't get into the, because one of the things the Hilton Garden Inn we stayed at was downtown. One thing I always like about Hilton Garden Inn is the fact that they make a great breakfast, and we did not get to sample that during on Sunday. So we ended up going to some family-style uh, breakfast out near the airport, which was okay. It was uh, off of Murfreesboro Pike. Yeah, and it was it was good. I mean, it was good food. It's just we kind of got it. We sat at our table. We were the last ones at the table, and so that kind of made it a little bit awkward, but we met some very nice ladies from Louisville. From Louisville. Louisville. She said Louisville, not Louisville. She said Louisville, Kentucky. One just recently relocated to Nashville, Tennessee. I guess the others were visiting. And so they were telling us all about the sites that we could go see, the farmer's market type of thing, mm-hmm. the yeah. flea market. They told us about the Gaylord, oh, that's the right, ice. Yeah. You know, this had some recommendations on places to eat. and So if we go back, we can take her up on some of those recommendations. But we did. I forgot that we did head over to the Gaylord. I've been to the Gaylord numerous times. It's it, with corporate events. It's always a good place because it holds, has what, 2,600 rooms, I think, mm-hmm. in the hotel. That's what he said. And so we ended up heading over there for their Gaylord ice 
extravaganza, which was cool. I, I, you know, they had ice tubing, of course, which. So the outside um, part of the fair, let's call it, was ice tubing and ice skating. And it looks like there's a Santa Claus sitting around someplace and they have some Kodak moment places where the snowmen say nothing, hear nothing, see nothing. Then you go into the convention center and part of the convention center is a gigantic store with really, really cool Christmas decorations. (laughs) And fortunately, when we went yesterday, everything was 33% off. But again, we're flying. So on Southwest, you can only carry two bags. So we did not purchase too much except for the Rudolph the Red-Nosed thousand-piece puzzle for Christmas Day. So we are doing for Christmas Day, the new tradition is to put together a puzzle. We'll see how that goes. That can go. My prediction is it will go sideways really quick. But for the families, a really cool Christmas tradition if you go to the Gaylord. And every year they have a theme. And so you can get a pass for tubing, ice skating, and what they call the the ice um, for $53.99. Well, of course, we did not want to go tubing. And I've been ice skating, and this was on, like, plastic wax. So I did not want to go ice skating. I'd rather go on ice. So we ended up paying probably $28 a ticket each to go in and see the The ice, ice. which was cool. It was very interesting. And it was all themed around the movie The Christmas Story, where the little guy wants a BB gun for Christmas and he's going to shoot his eye out. Amazing, amazing ice sculptures. And I'll put put some pictures up on the blog. But it was. I couldn't believe that everything was ice. And it was cold. It was nine degrees. Nine degrees. And they give you a jacket. They give you a parka. Custom fit. No. It's one size fits all, I think. And they take your picture, of course. Of course. Please exit. Please exit through the gift shop. A stuffed pig. (laughs) Um, You know, it was really, really cool. Uh, And they have an ice slide that you can go down. Yes. So Steve was like, you go. And I was like, no, I'm not going because I didn't want to get my pants wet. I was going to get on the airplane and fly home. And I do. So Steve, the little boy in him decides to go down the ice slide, the ice slide. And, and you filmed, the, he got to the bottom of the slide and couldn't get up. Yeah. But you filmed the wrong guy. She thought it was, well, I got the bottom of the slide where you were that's laying perfect. there. Yeah, that's the best part is where I'm <laughs> floundering because I couldn't I couldn't get up because my back is so shot. And so from there, we headed over to the airport. In the airport. No, we went to um, oh, Mission Barbecue. Mission Barbecue and had lunch slash dinner. Really cool. Good barbecue. Yeah, it was good barbecue. I Very mean, affordable. We had barbecue at a couple. We had a barbecue at, at the Opry. It was well, Opry Mills. We had barbecue twice. We had Martin's one night. Which was across from the hotel because every time you opened the door of your hotel room, all you could smell was the smoke from Martin. So we went there one night. That was Saturday night, and it was packed because of all the football people. But yes. mission was good. It was, and then we headed to the airport, dropped our Fentley off. We had a Chrysler 300 that was putty gray. Was the I guess the best description of the color. And everything else on it well, was I black. I think that's the color that Chrysler's come out with. I, man, it, but it's it like was, a flat gray. It was a flat gray. The grill was black. The rims were black. Everything else was black. It <laughs> that looked was, like mobsters. It was. It was the Fentley. The airport wasn't bad coming out on because if you watch the news, what was it Monday morning before we left the hotel? You thought it was going to be total bedlam, but 
again with we TS- got in there i mean i think we were probably maybe an hour early yeah we could have gone another hour before and, we got um, there. but we got in there and got through tsa tsa took a little while they had to inspect my pillowcase. Yeah, your pillowcase, because I had managed to put the thousand-piece Rudolph puzzle in it, and for whatever reason, that tripped the uh, the scanner. So I got detained while they laughed at my puzzle. I don't think we ate anything in the airport. Everything was really busy. Yeah, it was crazy. So that was pretty much 2019. So what do you got planned 2020? What are the what are you what are you looking at for trips for 2020, or what are your thoughts? Well, you had mentioned Italy course, the summer anniversary trip to 10 years. Should we go back to Savannah? We'll frequent Atlanta. We're there. We're, we're Atlanta. We were Atlanta. I think you were flying just about one weekend every month, early part of the year. Talked about going to Dallas to see the Gaylord in Dallas. And then maybe something out West, you know, of course, the sun's significant other. She <laughs> lives out in Los Angeles. So, you know, the family might Make a trip out there. Do a, uh, a PCH tour. And of then some we sort. have a college graduate, so a trip maybe someplace to celebrate her graduation. As well. Well, thanks for dropping in. I know you're busy with all your cooking duties. We'll be uh, serving up ziti here in a few hours. No problem. <laughs> I'm waiting for the bartender to come back. <laughs> we are actually, I think I am drinking... Uh, no, I'm not drinking anything from our, our trip. I think we're just having some Woodford Reserve in uh, the form of a handmade old-fashioned. Again, thanks for coming in. Everybody else, thanks for listening. Safe travels. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor. We cover all the topics. Thanks again.